vehicle squeals or grinds when you slow down or just isn't stopping like it used to, you may need new brake rotors and pads. Now through May 24th at O'Reilly Auto Parts, get 15% off a set of Brake Best Select or Import Direct brake pads and two rotors. Restore safe braking and save money now at O'Reilly Auto Parts or order online at O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company presents and Doug. Check it out, Lemu. A roadside carnival. Step right up, folks. Test your strength. Come see the fire-breathing baby. <laughs> Let's fan out and tell people that Liberty Mutual customizes your car insurance so you only pay for what you need. Look! An emu wearing sunglasses! Lemu, you're famous. Only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher, 106.1 FM, 
Nash Icon on your radio dial. Also on the digital platforms, iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, Nash FM 106.1, uh, and also ericasher.com on the World Wide Web. Taking you home each and every weekday afternoon, 4 to 6. Remember, social media platforms, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. And our podcast is everywhere. Anchors our home base for on all podcasting platforms. Check out your favorite podcasting platform uh, for the program. You can, watch, you can listen at your leisure. And, of course, don't forget to watch the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports this week. Fletcher Mackle of Channel 6 Sports is my guest. Thursday live broadcast at 1 p.m. on LAE. Also live streaming on the WLETV YouTube page. And then the rebroadcast begins. 6 p.m. on LAE on Thursday night. 10 o'clock on The Deuce, WLETV 2. Friday night, 9 o'clock Pelican. 10 o'clock on WLAE-TV, Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on The Deuce, Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. It'll be up on our social media platforms, also on the WLAE-TV YouTube page, as well as ericasher.com. On the program today, Sean Vazana, Fox 8 Sports, will join us today. Uh, we are preempted tomorrow, unfortunately, by the uh, Tulane Baseball. So, again, uh, we, will, we will have Sean today. Uh, Jordy Collada will also join us on the program today, as well as Larry Holder, who's normally with us on a Monday. So, Sean was in 4:35. Jordy uh, Jordy Collada at um, 5 5:10, and then Larry Holder at 5:35. So, a lot to get into today, and I want to start with um, I want to start with uh, what happened yesterday uh, here in the city of New Orleans, and, and of course the feedback that that I've gotten over the last 24 hours. Um, First of all, sometimes it, it's just it, it's just too much, okay? And let me just start with, with saying that. I got so many emails last night and even into today from listeners, regular listeners to our program, who were truly disappointed in me that yesterday that I did not address uh, yesterday's carjacking uh, of, of a 73-year-old woman that was dragged by, by four teenager, teenage carjackers for, for, for blocks, you know, detaching her, her arm from her body and, of course, her dying from the injuries she sustained for, from that heinous act. You got four teenagers, <laughs> one 17-year-old male, three females ages 16, 15, and 15. And they murdered Linda Fricky yesterday. As she left her office on Bienville near Carrollton, she's putting things in her car. Something, something normally that normal people do, right? You're leaving your office. You're you're putting things in your vehicle. Now, this came on the heels of a very violent weekend. We had the Bourbon Street bong worker over the Cat's Meow that got killed by a stray bullet. We had a nine-year-old little girl sleeping in her bed. Okay. That, that, got, that got hit by a stray bullet. We had a woman that was killed in Central City. And all 13 people shot over the weekend in the city of New Orleans. And I answered each and every one of the emails today. And as I explained to, to the listeners that, that tuned in to him, he ran about the senseless violence. Look, I, I saw the story before I came on the air yesterday. And, and I was outraged. But, but emotionally, I just couldn't deal with it yesterday. Uh, and I'm just being honest, Okay. For 17 years, I screamed, I bitched, I begged, I prayed for peace, for better leadership on this program. But sometimes you have to step back. And I chose to do that when I, when I came over to 106.1 FM. 
Yes, I, look, I still talk about the city, right? I still talk about our political issues, our crime, our news. But I needed a break. So I gravitated more back to sports, and I picked the issues that I want to discuss. What happened yesterday was horrific. In my old mid-city neighborhood, four kids at 1.30 in the afternoon, carjacking an elderly woman and then dragging uh, this, this wife, this mother, this grandmother down Bienville to her death. On top of that, again, the ineptness of the city. Witnesses called 911. On Channel 4 last night, one of the witnesses said that they stayed on hold for four minutes and 45 seconds with no answer from 911 as this woman was being dragged down Bienville Street. In four minutes and 45 seconds, one of the witnesses could have run to the 911 call center to get help. It's that close to where the murder was. But no answer. No answer. I mean, no answer from 911 again in all these Paris. Seriously. I mean, uh, again. The juveniles who perpetrated this crime, I mean, this is a grotesque crime, have now been charged with second-degree murder. Now, let's thank, again, two uh, of the parents that, again, turn, uh, the, of the offenders that turned them into police. Because we've seen this in our city before, right? Parents that look the other way, parents that allow this, this behavior to continue. We've seen, again, parents that, that are the root of the problem that we have here in the city. We can talk about, again, the social issues. We can talk about, again, the lack of jobs, the lack of opportunities. We can talk about the criminal justice system. We can talk about a lot of things. But, again, it starts with the parents. And thankfully, these parents, after seeing, again, the, the four teenagers on security camera yesterday, Turn their children in. Carjackings, armed robberies, guns, yet gun violence, murder. It's at an ad- epidemic level in our city. And it has been since Cantrell became mayor. And she has no answers, zero answers, just rhetoric. I mean, everyone knows this now. This is not a secret. We're understaffed when it comes to the NOPD. The criminals know it, and the criminals have known it long before maybe the public even got wind of it. They know it. They also know the criminal justice system is a joke, both, again, on the adult side and the juvenile side. No consequences for the crimes they commit. I mean, we have have a DA who campaigned on not trying violent juveniles as adults. He ripped the previous... District Attorney, and and again, when he was Council President and Vice President, trying to be able to get this job for, again, trying violent juveniles as adults. Over and over again, using his bully pulpit to, again, rip, again, the previous District Attorney. Campaigned on it. I'm not putting juveniles in in adult court. What? Based on what we see in this city on a day-in, day-out basis, you're not going to? He's had to do an about-face. We elected a jailer, okay, someone that is in charge of the prison that does not believe in incarceration. She was elected. Wait a minute. That's the jailer. Doesn't believe in incarceration. Doesn't believe in getting criminals off the street. Look, I want to see rehabilitation. I want to see a GED. I want to see an opportunity for, again, individuals to be able to get a job, skill, all those things. But sometimes, again, these criminals go to, go to jail just to, again, get a Ph.D. in criminality. 
And we got a jail that doesn't believe in incarceration? And we got a mayor that under her watches have allowed veteran New Orleans police officers to walk to other jurisdictions. Because that's what's happening. Whether it's on the federal level, on the state level, or again, again, in, your, in, in neighboring parishes, they, they didn't quit being policemen. They just went to be policemen elsewhere. Well, they retired. They had enough. They retired. They walked away. I cannot tell you how many of my friends that I grew up with that now are at the age of retirement that normally, again, in normal times would have stayed on with the NOPD that have moved on. They've either retired or they've moved on to other jurisdictions. Finished. They're done. There was no plan of action by this mayor to stop the mass exodus or even the previous council, which was neutered by the mayor. Sure, now the mayor comes up with a police bonus plan. But I'm going to tell you right now, ladies and gentlemen, what ails the New Orleans Police Department cannot be fixed by throwing a few token dollars at the problem. Cantrell ignored the problem for four years and then got reelected. So now we got a criminal element that is younger, that is more brazen and emboldened. I love my city. I, I, I do, okay? My plan, my plan was, okay, to be able to live my life out in either Mid-City or the Warehouse District, okay? But I'm going to tell you right now, ladies and gentlemen, when your wife tells you she no longer feels safe walking to the car, when, again, in the morning time I have to make sure that my wife gets to the car, and then the evening time I have to make sure she gets from the car to the house, when, I got, when my head is on a swivel, when I have to bring my garbage out after dark, when I can no longer sit in my driveway to finish a call because of fear of a random carjacker, it's time to move. It's time to move on. And it hurt me to leave the city, a city I spent the majority of my life living in. And look, I've been criticized, okay, by people that I love and respect for abandoning the city. Give it up my vote. But let me say this to you, ladies and gentlemen. What happened to Linda Fricky yesterday is why I left for Metairie. And thankfully, now my, our son has followed us. Look, I, I tell my son every day this. Don't finish a call in your park, in, in, parked on the side of the street. Finish your order on your, pardon me, on your iPad in the bar or restaurant that you're servicing. He works for Crescent Crown. His territory is Arlene's Parish. So he is, his clients are in every neighborhood in the city. And I got to tell you right now, I, I worry about him every day. Because the criminals in Orleans Parish can pop up at any time, anywhere, and they are violent. I mean, is there a day that goes by where we have peace on our streets? Where, where again, an innocent grandmother or grandfather, father, mother, child, brother, sister, friend, co-worker is not touched by the violence on the streets of New Orleans? I mean, think about this for a second. The killing of women and children in our city has become the norm. I mean, that was rare when you turn on the news at night and you would hear a woman has been shot, uh, a child has been shot. It has become the norm in our city now. The odds of getting carjacked in Orleans used to be long. I mean, yes, yeah, some people get carjacked, but, but now, now, it's a daily occurrence. Citizens being dragged, okay, or again, pistol whipped, shot, their kids or pets taken with the car. And what do we get from elected officials? A statement of condolences? Well, you know where they can shove that, right? You know where they can shove that one. 
a 73-year-old grandmother dragged down the street, hanging out of her SUV by four juveniles, losing her arm, and then bleeding out on Bienville Street. What a horrific way to die. And it took the mayor of the city of New Orleans 24 hours to react with a condolence statement. A condolence statement. I don't know Linda Fricky, Fricky, but I could not sleep last night thinking about Linda Fricky. Another victim of, again, the senseless violence that's taken over our city. And it takes the mayor of the city of New Orleans 24 hours to react? I mean, thankfully, the feds are helping the, helping the weakened NOPD, right? I mean, they're here. They're at the task force is here. They can't be everywhere. They're also, again, taking the most violent crimes away from this inept district attorney and prosecuting them federally. Ladies and gentlemen, we need wholesale changes in the people that we elect to lead our city, and that's the bottom line. We're going to end this apathy, okay, and vote because this is a byproduct of when normal, everyday citizens don't take the time to vote. We end up with Cantrell. We end up with Williams. We end up with Hudson and the do-nothing judges on Tulane and Broad, which again leads to the anarchy that we have on our streets right now. I love New Orleans with all of my heart, but i got to tell you right now, I hate to see that she's being held hostage by do-nothing elected officials, do-nothing judges, and urban terrorists who troll our streets day and night looking for the next victim. Could be anybody, anywhere, anytime. Frustrated. I've been frustrated for a long time. I mean, I may not talk about the violence on our streets every day on my show. I may not hold elected officials accountable every day on my show as I did for the last 17 years, but I still hurt every single day for my city because I'm real. The emotion you hear is real. But I got to tell you right now, for my own mental and physical well-being, I can no longer do a daily show on the demise of the city of New Orleans. I can't do it. I choose to pick my non-sports topics. Because now we're the city that forgot to care about each other, about our traditions, about our economy, about our leadership, about our safety, about the safety of our visitors. And now the murder of the late Linda Fricky is one of, again, an example of how far we have fallen. A grandmother, 73 years old, leaving work at 1.30 in the afternoon on a beautiful afternoon in New Orleans in a good neighborhood. I mean, that's an industrial neighborhood somewhat, but again, you've got businesses. I'm sorry, it's more businesses. But it's also a neighborhood. This is a neighborhood that is a good neighborhood. I used to walk that neighborhood when I was walking. I mean, literally, again, it's about a mile from where, from where we lived, about maybe less than a mile from where we lived. I mean, a good neighborhood that, that, that now, now this lady is gone. This lady's gone. Like so many innocent men and women and children that are victims of this out-of-control violence in our beloved New Orleans. And it hurts, man. It does. It hurts to see this. I mean, I can imagine the pain that these people are going through. But again, no different than, again, the, 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 the worry of the, 
parents of the nine-year-old little girl who was sleeping in her bed and got shot over the weekend, okay? Again, the, the, the individual that worked over at, at the Caspian, who, again, was, was said to be an incredible person, okay? A good person, a caring person, who, again, was caught in the crossfire. It's amazing. This continues. And it takes the mayor 24 hours to react with a condolence statement? It's frustrating, ladies and gentlemen. I want our city to, 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 to continue to strive. I mean, I, I want to see, again, I fight for business every single day that I, that I can on this program. You know, I mean, we're killing the golden goose here. Eventually, people are going to get to the point where they feel like, again, it is not, I have to think twice about going to a great restaurant in New Orleans. I have to think twice about going to a ball game. I have to think twice about, again, going down and enjoying what is ours, the, the French Quarter. And it's because of lack of leadership. That's what it comes, that's the first thing it boils down to. And then, of course, if you're going to go down that ladder, where it all starts is with the parents. Man, you have a responsibility when you have a child to raise that child. I'm sorry. Okay, it is. It's tough. It's tough. I don't care where you, what you, I don't care if you've got a, bo- I don't care if you got a pocket full of money, you got nothing. It is tough. It is tough. It is hard to be able to raise a child, much less children. But it's your responsibility. Not to ra- raise some, again, out of control thug, but to raise a productive citizen. Somebody that can give back to our community. Somebody, some young people that we can be proud of. 15, 16 girls involved in this? At one time, there would be no way that, again, you'd have girls involved in something like this. Three girls? Please, three girls. It's amazing. It's amazing how far we've fallen. It really is. And I said it a while ago, and it hurts me and it pains me to say it, but I'll say it again as we close. Those that have the wherewithal to move will move. Those that can get out will get out unless things change. I'm not the only one. Thank God I have the wherewithal to be able to get out. But so many can't. So many can't. We took a perfect opportunity after Katrina with the world, again, trying to be real to help us rebuild our city, with so many young people coming from all over the country to make New Orleans their home, going into neighborhoods who were downtrodden and most dangerous neighborhoods in this city and rebuilding them from the ground up with, again, new, new homes, renovating homes, changing, again, uh, the, the demographics in a lot of cases, again, bringing up, again, the median, uh, the median income. And those individuals eventually will say, we've had enough. And we go back where they came from. And then what are we left with? Just sickening. Sickening. 73-year-old grandmother dragged down Bienville Street. Her arm detaches from her body, and she bleeds out on Bienville Street. And all she was doing was going to her car, putting stuff in her car to go home. Shame on you, New Orleans. Shame on what we've become. We'll be right back. 
Orleans country. 1061 Nash Icon is once again your home for New Orleans privateers basketball. Tune in to Jude Young for all the action as UNO takes on top-rated college basketball teams, including local rivals and Southland Conference foes, in their quest to win championships and return to the NCAA tournament. All season long, set sail with the UNO Privateers on New Orleans Country 1061 Nash Icon. This report is sponsored by Mucinex Fastmax Cold and Flu All-in-One. When cold and flu season has you down, don't play around. Stay on top of your game with Mucinex Fastmax Cold and Flu All-in-One. Delivering unbeatable multi-symptom relief to help you power through your day. Mucinex Fastmax Cold and Flu All-in-One and done. Use as directed. Look out for delays on 10 eastbound from just past Elysian Fields to the high rise. Look out for delays that are solid if you're traveling on 10 westbound from Clearview to Veterans. On the 610 on the westbound side, your delays are steady from just before Canal Boulevard to the 10610 merge. If you're traveling on the 610 on the eastbound side, your delays are solid from just past Elysian Fields to the high rise. In the meantime, look out for accidents General Meyer at Flanders, also Jefferson at Willow. Also look out for accidents LB Landry at Shepard and also accidents Chef at Hickerson. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. Traffic is brought to you by DA Exterminating, proud to be locally owned and serving over 60 years. DA Exterminating is proud to be locally owned and serving Louisiana's Gulf South for over 60 years. If you want a fast response and great service, call DA now on the North Shore and in Metairie, or you can visit us online at daexterminating.com. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes, ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soup, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring steak night, Wednesday, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filet. Friday nights, hot ball crawfish, 6 p.m. till. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selections, delicious food, friendly staff sports, and hot ball crawfish. Sure, we have 30 seconds to tell you that drivers who switch to Progressive could save big. But then what? Well, there is a nice piece of stock music playing behind me that a talented composer worked really hard on. So let's enjoy it. Wow, almost overshadows the saving big when you switch to Progressive part. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. The soothing scent of Vicks Vaporub. It's only one of the most iconic smells ever. 
That cooling, comforting scent generations of families have come to trust to help them feel better. And now you trust to soothe your family. Pick up some Vicks VapoRub in the little blue jar and wrap yourself with the calm only Vicks VapoRub can bring. Vicks VapoRub, always there for you. Stop by Church's for the high-flying flavor combination of our Texas tenders and shrimp meal today. It's butterfly shrimp alongside made-from-scratch Texas tenders. Serve spicy or original for six bucks. Church's, welcome to the great state of flavor. Offer valid at participating locations. Hey, don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. If you're in the market for a new air conditioning heating system, now's the time to call my friends at Burkhardt. Again, I think you've heard one of the commercials that I've done where, again, we're talking about uh, Burkhardt has in stock uh, air conditioning systems, heating systems ready to go. The parts you need for the system as well. Uh, yes, there's been supply chain issues, but Burkhardt's going out of their way to make sure they have what's necessary to keep you cool in, in, in the summer and, again, warm in the winter. Uh, look, they're authorized to sell some of the top brands in the industry, but it's the service after the sale that makes the difference, okay? Uh, again, the uh, um, 15 trucks in the field, the 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home. Again, the, 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 uh, the maintenance service plan that they have. And then, of course, Nate certified technicians only doing the works as necessary. It means so much to be able to have the peace of mind of knowing that you have an air conditioning company that is not going to gouge you or cheat you. Not going to try to make up something again so they can make a couple extra dollars on a part. It's just not what Burkhardt does. Again, I told you a while back that John Burkhardt told me this when we first met 30 years ago, that the Burkhardt name means more to him than anything else. And, again, that's what prides him himself on, again, his business. Uh, you know, from now, his sons that are involved in his two sons uh, that, that are on, on one of the 15 trucks in the field uh, servicing customers to, again, the, the technicians that in some cases become family. They've been there for decades. You want a company you can truly trust, a family-owned and operated business when it comes to your air conditioning heating system? It's Burkhardt. That's acpromise.com. acpromise.com. All right. Let's shift gears. Um, Sean Bazzana, Fox State Sports, joins us now. Uh, we're going to be talking some Saints with him. We'll talk some Pels as well, uh, maybe some LSU. Sean, how you doing, bud? I'm doing okay. Uh, how are you? Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, it, it's tough after what happened in the city yesterday, i got to tell you. Uh, Eric, that, that that image has stuck with me for the last 24 hours. Oh, so I uh, just just gruesome, horrific, inhumane, disgusting. I this one, I, you know, we kind of sometimes we get numb in the city to right. Uh, that 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 just was just one that just kind of rips your heart out. It does. It really does, and and it's frustrating. It's, it just it, it I mean it, it makes you almost want to cry. <laughs> it really does. It's, it's that emotional when you start thinking about it. It could be anybody's grandmother, anyone's, anyone's. Just, it, it's just, it, it's hard. It really is. Life is getting hard in New Orleans, man. Really hard. There's no doubt. So it really let, is. Let, let's, let, it just is, man. It's tough. I'm telling you. It is just tough. It just is. And we, 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 need, to, we need to have better elected officials. We need to be better. We need to demand better. We just do. Just very, very frustrated. And, again, look, we give our condolences to, to the – to the Fricky family, I, I cannot even imagine what you're going through right yeah. now. Just yeah, just just the processing how, how yes. that poor woman died is just I, I can't even imagine it. Me neither. Yeah. It's just it, it hurts. It just hurts. It hurts. Yeah. It really does. 
Sean, any word on, on Toronto Armstead? I, mean, you know, I, I, I grabbed the social media before the show. I looked in you know, Twitter and I'm trying to see what's going on. Supposedly he's still in Miami. But, again, look, who wouldn't be, right? I mean, if, if they're whining and dining you in Miami for a couple of days, you're going to sit there and get whined and dined. Uh, but supposedly still in Miami. Have you heard anything different in, in any movement one way or the other? No, as a matter of fact, I was going to check on that in a while just to kind of get a quick update just to see uh, where he's at in that process. Um, spoke to him earlier in the free agency, which I guess feels like an eternity ago, but I guess it was like a week. <laughs> um, uh, and at that point, he had had no, no news to report. So, um, yeah, I guess we're still in that, that, that you know holding pattern. And this is kind of that wave of free agency where you actually see a few of the visits, you know. There are a few of the guys that slipped that, you know, the, the top tier guys that waited it out. And now they, they're going to take their time and visit, you know, process the the market, the offer, what's ahead, that sort of thing. So it was interesting about Miami. Um, they got a left-handed quarterback and uh, he's left tackle. Mm-hmm. So he wouldn't necessarily yeah. be um, protecting the blind side there. But anyway, I hadn't heard the, the update yet. I guess we'll find out soon enough. Sean, what do you think it takes to bring him back? I mean, again, look, they got $26 million worth of spend now. They can roll some of that over next year if they want, okay? But they, they did this to try to get to Sean Watson. We'll get into that in a few minutes. But what is a fair deal for Toronto Armstead back in the world, in your opinion? Yeah, I, mean, I think he's a $20 million a year player based off his talent. Mm-hmm. Um, durability um, has been a concern and will be. Let's just be honest. He, he's going to miss at least five games every season. You, go, you, right. you deal with that going in. Um, you just hope he doesn't miss it at the times when – uh, it, it comes back to hurt you. And for whatever reason, he's been able to kind of navigate that a little bit where he seems to be available when uh, there are big games. Uh, and I guess that's certainly a, a, a positive development. Um, it's probably more of a, a situation of him understanding the situation and getting himself ready to go despite probably not being 100% healthy. Um, I, to me, it would be years. I mean, he's, he's north of 30. Um, right. and you can play into your mid-30s as, a, as an offensive lineman. But, you know, um, if you were playing – um, if you've got a guy that you know over the next three years is going to miss 15 to 16 games, you got to bank on that. Um, I would probably keep that, that contract tight within a two- to three-year window. And you have a rare opportunity there because you have cap space, and not just cap space, but cap space in the sense where you can, generally speaking, if you go look at base salaries of players right now, because they've restructured all of them, but when they sign a new contract, almost always the, the, the first year is the lowest cap hit. Uh, yes. But now you have present-day cap space to where you, know, you can absorb a bigger hit in 2022. So mm-hmm. uh, for a guy like Armstead, I, I say he would be worth it, um, especially with the continuity theme that you've got pretty much the entire offseason and into free agency and with the coaching staff. Um, so um, hopefully they can get that deal worked out. But, you know, if I'm Saran, you know, and, and, and I got a team off me $25 million and, you know, you can – you know how you view Miami is how you view Miami. I know they wanted right. a little bit last year, but they got you know certainly a new coach and a new new regime there. But um, yeah, he's going to take his time and make the right choice. And you know if Miami is a true, he took a visit. Um, right. So if Miami is a team that wants him, uh, I'm sure they're going to make sure to pull out all the stops to get him before he leaves town with a contract. And it could be the last big deal. Okay, I mean, so from his standpoint, again, money on the table, money in his pocket, especially, again, the guaranteed money, 
Uh, he's going to take. He's going to probably take again the guaranteed money. Uh, look, you know he loves New Orleans. You know he loves the Saints. And and again, look, he's he's held out this long through the Watson situation to be able to be able to wait and to be able before he even goes and sees Miami. But uh, it'll be interesting to see again how this plays out. Look, there is a, a plan. They can flip Ramshack over and whatever. But it would be nice to be able to keep that that line intact, and, and then to give Jameis Winston some weapons. Which leads me again to the to the next question. Your thoughts on the re-signing of Winston and his contract? It was originally what twenty eight million twenty eight million over two years, twenty one guaranteed. But again, then it was reported later on that it was fourteen million dollars signing bonus with just fifteen million dollars guaranteed. It seems to be a proved proven to me deal once again for both the Saints and Jameis Winston. Your thoughts? Yeah, um, I, I actually thought he got more. If that is indeed the case, it would end up being two years, twenty eight, or with uh, twenty one guaranteed, or I didn't see that. What was that second thing you added there? Actually, um, actually, it was um, it was Rappaport that said yesterday, and I read the tweet that it was fourteen million dollars signing bonus and fifteen million dollars guaranteed, which is different than the twenty one million dollars guaranteed that Prosero uh, uh, reported yesterday. Okay, I got you. Okay, so I'm trying to figure out. Okay, I'm just doing the quick math in my head there. Okay, yeah. but but regardless, it was a two year deal. I, look, I, the market wasn't there for him, I, so. And that was a miscalculation on my part. I know it was a few other people that kind of had the same theory that, you know, um, he, given the market and given the quarterback needy teams, that he would have had a bigger market for his services and just it didn't too. come to fruition. And if it did, we didn't, certainly didn't hear about it. And uh, all we ever saw was it was the early, early stuff about, you know, Pittsburgh and Washington having significant mm-hmm. interest. I mean, that was all agents leaking that out. And then there was the interest, right. supposed interest with Indianapolis. But, I mean, he, he'd been available this whole time and no one signed him. Right. So, I actually think uh, a little bit of that was probably padded, that contract, because, you know, I think the Saints understood the situation. We basically said, we want an upgrade from you. We didn't get that upgrade, so now we got to come back to you. So to soothe things over, maybe we throw a few more uh, guaranteed dollars or a few more uh, into the contract to, you know, to kind of uh, offer you things over. But, mm-hmm. I, you know, it is what it is. It's not a big – it's not a franchise quarterback contract. It's, no. a, it's a come in, see what you can do. Uh, if you can be, prove to us you're the franchise quarterback, we'll give you that next big contract. But I'll say this with Jameis. This is probably his last best chance. I mean, mm-hmm. at, at some point, it's got to it's got to come to fruition, whether it be on the field. Uh, you know, I don't know, last year he had the injury. But, you know, he'll have a, a, a good roster and a good offense this year with most of his coaching staff back. So it, it's got to be this year for Jameis Winston, or you probably uh, will have to look elsewhere at that position. I agree. They also have to be able to get weapons on offense. They got the money to spend to go out and get wide receivers, tight ends, uh, a back that, again, can fill in for uh, Kamara and also coexist with Kamara in that backfield. That, that has to be a point of emphasis uh, for, for this team. And it seems they're being very, very methodical in terms of, again, uh, making that happen thus far. Yeah, um, I know this is normally, yeah, you know, they love the second or third wave here. So perhaps this is where they strike. Um I was a little surprised that it that it, it kind of it kind of stalled out a little bit. The only news we really got was, you know, a couple of the signings that they got with Marcus May and Catavius Street. But the the big news were the restructures and the extensions mm-hmm. and and that sort of thing. That was the only newsworthy stuff that we had gotten out of the Saints to create all that cap space. You know, you can't tell me that you put all that energy into Deshaun Watson, some other stuff gets put on hold. It's just kind of what happens. Sure. The nature of the beast, the nature on. of the position. But there's still good quality talent left. Um, we'll see if you can get some of these guys at bargain rates. There's still quality receivers out there with local connections that you can uh, perhaps yep. sign. Um, and this is a great draft for wide receivers. It lines up really well with your biggest need. 
Um, yes. So I think that, that that position is going to get addressed. Um, but if for no other reason, it's better, Eric, because Michael Thomas is back. So right. um, I, I, I do think you'll, you'll see a veteran at some point, probably a draft to get some point. So I, I think, yeah, from a weapon standpoint, it's, it's not there yet, but I think it will be for Jameis Winston. I mean, they're flush right now. I mean, I know they manufactured the cap room, but they're flush. There should be no reason why you're not out there. And I'm not saying trying to spend like a drunken sale on Bourbon Street, but I'm saying start to, again, get in. Don't be settling for, again, the second or third best. Try, you know, try to get somebody that can, you know, coexist with, um, with Michael Thomas on the field. And look, we all love Jarvis Landry. We all love Odell Beckham. You know, it is what it is at this point. But, again, quality receivers. You know, you need quality receivers. You need a veteran tight end. And, you look, like it or not, you're going to need another running back. And, and oh, you want to do that in the draft and hope that, that that player can, again, play a multi-role. I mean, look, Leonard Fournette signed back with the, um, yeah. with the Bucks today. You know, three years, I think, uh, $21 million, uh, you know, in, in terms of his deal. Uh, so we'll see how that plays out. On the defensive side, Malcolm Jenkins taking that $6.12 million pay cut. A lot of people believe, again, that's a precursor to retirement. Your thoughts? Um, yeah, I, I, I checked with a couple of people on that. They weren't sure. Um, he's been kind of quiet about that. And uh, you know, when you saw the, the, the deduction in the, in the, in the, with the way that the, the new, I don't know, I guess you call it a restructure, but it ended up being a pay cut, um, that's similar to what Drew Brees did. Um, and it, it just basically helps mm-hmm. with the same books if you're not going to play. Um, so I haven't heard that. And that's been speculated, strongly speculated about. But the, well, you know, a couple of people I checked with said that, that that's not a guarantee yet. But um, so one of two things, and it both, I guess, helps the Saints books-wise. I mean, mm-hmm. if he's retiring, obviously he comes off the books. But if he takes a yes. pay cut, obviously it helps with their cap situation. Now, if he mm-hmm. retires, obviously you would lose that on-field uh, presence. But – um, I think, you know, he's 35-year-old safety or 34-year-old safety. I think at some point right. we all knew it was, it was going to happen at some point. So, yeah, that's an interesting one to watch. I just, I'm surprised, you know, that it's been, you know, reported, but we haven't necessarily seen the, the follow-up to whether or not he's actually retired or not. And then the options there. I mean, some people have talked about Tyran Matthew. Um, again, some have talked about moving Gardner Johnson into that position and moving Roby into the nickel position. What are your thoughts on what they're going to do? Oh, that's an interesting one because I think Gardner Johnson has really made a presence at the at the nickel position. Um, if they were, if he were to go, um, I think you'd have to sign a veteran at that at that point. I know Marcus May would probably play the three, but he can play strong as well. Uh, we'll see what happens in terms of the draft as well because you know, look, the last time they drafted a free safety, he actually you know started from day one, and obviously Marcus Wynn, he's a free safety, but to get a box safety, that would be interesting if they would ever kick. Uh, uh, C.J. Garner Johnson back to the, the the strong safety position, which is the position where he was actually you know, drafted at, right, uh, and, right. and open up the nickel position. Well, P.J. Williams can certainly play that role. Um, so th- those are all options. I'd be very curious to see what happens. I-, I don't know what Dennis Allen does in that scenario, but I do trust Dennis Allen in this scenario because he's been very creative and very he's had a very keen eye for what a certain defensive back can or cannot do, and he's put mm-hmm. all those guys in positions to succeed. Sean, what was your take on the Deshaun Watson situation, the way it all kind of played out? $230 million again guaranteed by the – fully guaranteed by the Browns, a million-dollar salary this year. So, again, they can thwart the NFL from taking his money if, again, ultimately he's suspended. Still, again, the baggage with the 22 women that, again, that, have, uh, that are, um, uh, you know, uh, accusing him of sexual assault, uh, sexual harassment, sexual battery. Um, 
as a as a fan, as a reporter, take one hat off, one on. Is how do you feel about him being not being here, and, and of course the deal not being ultimately made? Look, I'm, I'm not necessarily upset that he's not uh, coming to New Orleans. I mean, that, that, he comes with a lot of baggage, um, and there's going to be a lot of stuff outside of football that, frankly, you know, with it, with it, that comes with uh, Deshaun Watson. And you know, the allegations are are you know, horrible. You know, when you talk about the, the allegations and, and the civil lawsuits and, and that sort of thing, um, and I guess though that that's all. Uh, still coming, and I can understand how I, there was some you know, anger slash outrage of, you know, a guy getting a record-breaking contract in the midst of 22 civil lawsuits with the highest guaranteed money in, in NFL mm-hmm. history, and the Cleveland Browns saying they wanted an adult reportedly want an adult at quarterback, and they go out and get a guy that's obviously uh, dealing with this situation. Um, but the Saints were Saints went all out. Saints wanted him, so the Saints were, were, were deemed he was worth the risk. So we mm-hmm. cannot lose sight of that fact. So the Saints basically said despite all of that we feel like you're an elite quarterback which he is uh and you can you can be our franchise guy for the next decade and take us back to where we want to go they believe that um so that's just that and they and look by tuesday night of last week i was told be ready it's gonna it's gonna come down really soon now mm-hmm. and then tuesday night turned into wednesday it still felt good and then wednesday they went to uh, the Atlanta meeting, they got a little nervous. They had the second meeting with them. Clearly, that went well because right. they restructured the next morning with the restructured mm-hmm. contracts. And but I was told by Thursday afternoon, that's when things got went sideways, where they just felt like it was uh, got a little frustrated with the process. And then by Thursday night with the Matt Ryan restructure, we all thought he was going to Atlanta. Yep. Friday morning, he drops the bomb. He's going to to Deshaun. I mean, he's going to uh, to the Cleveland Maybe. Browns. So, um, look, they took a swing. They missed. They made it clear. They felt like they wanted to upgrade the quarterback position. They swung for, I guess, I guess you consider at least purely football wise, the, the highest rated one out there. Came very close, from what I understand, at least in that first meeting. Um, but didn't get it. So, as an organization, you move on. Uh, I'm sure there'll be questions about it at some point, whenever that that time comes to answer questions uh, about why they felt like he was worth the risk. Uh, but he's not here, so. While they'll take a, a, a small amount of hit, a small hit in terms of from a portion of the fan base that might be alienated for their pursuit, I think overall you avoided a PR issue uh, with Deshaun Watson. I'm with you. Matt McMahon, the new LSU men's basketball coach, seven years, $2.6 million a year, come from Murray State. Your thoughts on the hire? Uh, good hire. And, and this is not, you know, given where LSU basketball was, Mm-hmm. Um, Scott Woodward obviously had the, <laughs> the self-awareness to know he can't do what he normally does, which is just pick the biggest name up, you know, the biggest name, who is the hottest name, biggest name, most proven name on the market, and just throw money at him once he comes. Um, he had to be a little more calculated with this, do a little more uh, strategic, if you will, and find a guy that wasn't necessarily going to have the, 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 the top-tier resume, but a guy that's a very well-respected coach within the college basketball ranks, uh, giving him a contract that's, you know, well compensated for long enough to where any sort of issues coming with the NCAA, he's still, you know, going to stick it out. Um, and purely basketball wise, he, he seems to be a guy that uh, everyone seems to respect. I know we just, we were just talking about it in the sports office. Bruce Pearl called him one of the best coaches in, in college basketball a couple of years he's ago. He's an up and comer, man. There's no doubt about that. He really that. is. So given where LSU was, I think they needed, they needed a small victory when it came to LSU basketball because mm-hmm. the brand has taken such a hit. Um, I think it was a quality hire. 
Me too. I really do. And, and again, I, I look, I give Wilbert a lot of credit. Big name hunter in this case. He went and got a guy that can grow with the, uh, with, with the program. And, look, he's, he's supposed to be a pretty good recruiter too as well. well. I don't know if you saw it last night, Sean, but, I mean, the, the Pels got robbed. I mean, a flagrant two on, on, um, on um, oh, gosh, um, Herb Jones – which changed the whole complexion of, 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 of the game, especially down the stretch when you're trying to play defense. Uh, you know, again, you're already missing Brandon Ingram. You lose the guy, again, maybe you're, again, if not the second or maybe a third best player on, on, on the court, but maybe your best all-around player. And they're just not deep enough to be able to sustain those type of, of losses within the game. And, and then the refs didn't help. I mean, just one of those ones where you look at it and you say, man, you can't lose a game like that, but really, really frustrating. It's a frustrating loss. It happens though in the NBA. You're going to have tough calls go against you. You're going to have uh, a team that's going to finish a little stronger than you. You got to battle through it. You got to finish strong. You got to find a way, make a way. Um, I think it's, it's a pretty realistic, you know, uh, kind of representation of where the Pelicans are. I mean, they they had a couple of impressive wins, and then uh, had a tough loss, obviously last night with the uh, with the Hornets. But you got to find a way. Um, I, I I do kind of like the vibe that where they're at right now. Um, and, you know, they have some big games coming up here with San Antonio coming up. I know they have the Lakers coming up a couple times. San Antonio and Lakers back-to-back um, this weekend, yes. Yeah, so you've got, you've got some, uh, some a big opportunity here. But I do like that, you know, right now, as with 10 games left, you're at the spot where if they miss the playing game, it would be a disappointment right now. They're, they're, yeah. I think they're firmly in that, that role or that, Me too. that position right now. That's certainly a, a sign of growth for this team. Loyola going for a national championship in NAIA tonight versus 1945. Your thoughts? Do it big. Come on, man. You've been gone this far. You didn't come this far to get this far, right? Let's, uh, let's finish the job, Loyola. Uh, was it, is it Talladega playing tonight? Yeah, Talladega, yes. They've never lost to him. This, they haven't lost to him this year. So, right. Um, bring, him, bring home the gold, baby. Come on now. This is, this is big time stuff for Loyola Wolfpack, this is. man. So, ESPN um, 3 tonight. Anybody wants to see uh, it? want to see him okay. bring it home. So, Let's win that title. Yep, no doubt. That'd be fantastic for the for the university, also for the city. Sean, what you guys got going over at Fox 8? Tell us all about it. Your award-winning blog, the podcast, and how folks can follow you on social media. Yeah, we have overtime tonight at 10.30. Uh, Garland and I did a pretty extensive podcast, so go on my Twitter page, Fox 8, uh, or the Final Play app, and check out that podcast. We went through a lot with Janice Winston. Uh, and then this week, um, we'll have... And we'll keep up to date with everything. And then Sunday, obviously, we have the final play. And I, I, I have a blog up as well. My five takes on the uh, James Winston situation. So check that out as well. Re- really good. Really good. The five points on James Winston. Really enjoyed it. Always appreciate your time, my friend. Thanks for jumping in a day early. All right, bud. Appreciate it. Sean Vazana, Fox 8 Sports. Hey, don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. Your AC breaks down and you need help, all you got to do is think acpromise.com. It's so easy, acpromise.com. 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home or business. Nate certified technicians only doing the work that's necessary. Truly a company can trust. It's Burkhardt, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. Hi, Eric Ash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Opelie. 
Southern Tire, family owned and operated since 1972. Southern Tire is your one-stop shop for quality auto repairs and the best deals on tires. Whether it is your personal vehicle or a fleet account, at Southern Tire, we treat your vehicle like our own. At Southern Tire, we have all the latest diagnostic equipment and ASE certified technicians the dealerships have without the dealership prices. Hickory and Airline and Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call SelectQuote at 1-800-216-9922. That's 1-800-216-9922. Or go to SelectQuote.com. That's 1-800-216-9922. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ziprecruiter.com slash find. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free at ZipRecruiter.com slash find. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash find. ZipRecruiter.com slash find. Well, I started my own restaurant because I love to cook. But that also means a lot of greasy pots and pans. And we can't waste time with endless sink changeovers. So we upgraded to Dawn Professional Pot and Pan. Dawn Professional cleans 58% more pots and pans per sink than the leading competitor. Less dish soap, fewer changeovers, and more time doing what we love. Dawn Professional. It's clean. Upgraded. From P&G Professional. Kelly Blue Book is the one-stop shop for pricing, fixing, selling, and instant cash offering. Instant cash offer is exactly what it sounds like. An official offer to buy or trade your car. Just enter your VIN or license plate. Answer a few questions about your car's history and what kind of condition it's in. In minutes, you'll receive an offer to sell or trade your car that you can be sure is fair. Then choose a dealer to purchase your car and schedule a time to meet. For all of the it's, kbb.com. Hey, don't forget about Southern Tire, family-owned and operated since 1972. Your one-stop shop for quality auto repairs, the best deals on tire, the largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area, bar none. Something for everyone's budget, no matter what you drive. Uh, you got wheels and tires of 30 inches, and financing is available. And then, of course, we're talking about the mechanic shop. 
which again, the latest diagnostic equipment when, when it comes to, again, your, uh, your vehicle. Same diagnostic equipment as the dealership. I'll say, I'll, I'll go on the limb and say even more diagnostic equipment than a dealership has. Whether it's a fleet account or your own personal account, again, think Southern Tire. Owned by the Piazza family since 1972. Hickory Nail on in Mentory, Monday through Friday, 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3. 504 737 1558 is the phone number. Or you go to southerntire.com, check out all the services they provide for their customers. Southern Tire, again, I've said it before, I'll say it again. You cannot keep a business open in this town since 1972 unless you take care of your customers. The Piazza family will take care of you at Southern Tire Hickory and Airline in Metairie. All right, coming up next, Jordy Collada of the Jordy Collada Show. We'll talk some Tigers with us, and then we'll finish up with Larry Holder of The Athletic talking Saints. All that coming up here on the program. I'm Eric Asher. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll be right back. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com find. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free at ZipRecruiter.com slash find. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash find. ZipRecruiter.com slash find. Contractors, tired of the runaround when you need an insurance quote? At Dave Mead Insurance, we are an independent insurance agency. So we make it easy to get that quote for your next job. We offer general liability, workman's comp, automobile and property insurance, and we will search over 50 insurance companies to get the right policy at the best price. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMeadInsAgency.com.
the truth. You can't handle the truth. You talking to me? You talking to me? You talking to me? What we've got here is failure to communicate. Stick to the truth is what you're good at. six o'clock four to six days right here on 106.1 fm nash icon on your radio dial iheart radio app tune in radio app part of our digital platforms you can get a free download of those apps folks i'm telling you right now uh you can listen to this program uh, uh other shows you got um uh you can listen to the podcast on both of those apps i mean just great apps just for for download just to have uh, Nash FM 106.1 and also ericasher.com on the World Wide Web. Our uh, social media platforms, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. Our podcast is everywhere. Anchor's our home base, but we're on your favorite podcasting platform. We have the podcast up usually about 20 minutes after the program ends. So, again, if you missed any of the show or you want to go back and listen to previous shows, uh, you should be able to catch that on, again, your favorite podcasting app. Fletcher Mackle joins me this week on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. That's Thursday with our live broadcast at 1 p.m. on LAE. Also live streaming on the WLE-TV YouTube page. 6 o'clock on LAE on Thursday night. Uh, 10 o'clock on The Deuce. That's WLA-TV 2. Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television. 10 o'clock, LAE. Saturday at 2 a.m. on The Deuce. 5 p.m. on Saturday afternoon on Pelican Sports Television. Thanks to Sean Vazan of Fox 8 Sports for joining us on the program. Jordy Collada is just a couple minutes away from the Jordy Collada show. And then we'll finish up with Larry Holder of The Athletic. By the, by the way, those of you that are, are, are reaching out to me, trying to figure out when Loyola plays Talladega tonight, it's 7 o'clock in Kansas City. Uh, it's on ESPN3. So, again, if you got ESPN3, go to ESPN3. You'll be able to watch Loyola again go for um, the first national championship since 1945. Unfortunately, again, the Lady, the Lady Tigers lost last night to Ohio State. We'll talk to Jordy about that in just a minute. And, of course, the Pels were robbed last night, absolutely robbed by, by the ref. Uh, I mean, you know, you look at Herb Jones and, and, and you look at the play, maybe a flagrant one, not a flagrant two, but that set the dominoes in effect because, again, defensively they, 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 had, they had holes in the defense. Uh, they, they couldn't find another scorer down the stretch. Again, and Herb just got a way of, again, getting to the basket or picking up loose balls. And uh, you're already down Brandon Ingram. And then, of course, you lose Herb Jones within the, within the, uh, uh, the, uh, the game. And then, of course, uh, uh, when you look at, at the Pels right now, 
You know, they need, every, uh, they need all hands on decks. Devontae Graham struggled, and again, going back to Charlotte. And just a tough loss because, again, that would have, that would have solidified them in, in the ninth position. They dropped to 10. They play both L.A. and San Antonio this weekend in the Smoothie King Center, so stay tuned for that. All right, let's head up to Baton Rouge. Uh, fast become one of my favorite guests. Uh, the information that you get on his program, you will not get anywhere else. And I'm telling you right now, folks, uh, things are changing in the world of, of again, how, we, how we, we, we get our news, our sports, our entertainment. And this guy is a trailblazer on the digital platform. And if you're not tuning into his program each and every, every uh, morning or, again, at least, again, when you get home and maybe you're looking for that podcast to be able to check out or, again, in this case, on YouTube, well, then you're missing out because uh, he's got some great – not only does he have great guests, uh, he's always well-prepared and, again, has a strong, educated opinion on what he's talking about. Who am I talking about? Jordy Collada, the Jordy Collada Show, and he joins us on our program now. Jordy, welcome back to the show. Thanks for being with us. Hey, always great to be here. Thanks for having me back. Jordy, let's first of all start with the Lady Tigers last night, Kim Mulkey's team going down to Ohio State. What a season for a team that won just nine games last year. Tough to put in words, really, the accomplishments of, of that squad. I mean, really, the, the, the morale, the spirit, the faith had been broken in that program, one that had experienced so much success in the early 2000s and going to four straight Final Fours and, uh, you know, never really getting over that hump, but really just, you know, instilling a pride and a, uh, you know, a real expectation for the for the program, and that had fallen off. And man, Kim Mulkey and what she kind of was able to rejuvenate in just year one is really kind of fascinating to look at. She said it last night, and look, man, e, she, you know the success she's had. She's won national championships and Big Twelve titles, and introduced, you know, induced, uh, uh, inducted into the uh, you know, Naismith Hall of Fame in basketball. And, you know, she said that this year was one of the most exciting and really kind of re-energized her for what I could, you know, foresee as being a real decade of dominance, you know, coming up for LSU women's basketball. She's going to get players. She, she's, her team's going to be well-prepared. And, you know, as, as she's, you know, she's shown routinely since being here, um, you know, she's not afraid. She's not going to back down. They, you know, LSU's always going to be, uh, looking to get a seat at the table, and uh, with, with, with her personality and her ability to recruit players, I think that LSU is really, really close to being a national contender uh, in women's basketball. Jordy, it's amazing. She, she's almost bigger than life, and I can remember, man, when she was at Hammond High, okay, and went to Louisiana Tech. I mean, you know, we're in the same era, right? And and, and I never thought that that again she would become the dominant coach that she's become. But 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 she again she walks in a room, she lights a room up. Again, she's got a great personality. You can see that she's respected by opposing coaches, respected by opposing players. I mean, you you could not have looked, you couldn't have you couldn't have made a a made for TV movie better than what you're looking at with her coming home. And again, the transformation of this program in just one year. It's amazing. It really is. Uh, look, I, we were talking about it on our show. I believe either this morning or late last week when she was getting into the tournament and yeah, it kind of feels like stuff that things are, you know, like movies are made of where you just kind of come in and the, the, po- the program's so beaten up and the way she was able to uh, instill confidence and really kind of change the way um, that, you know, even the people within the program felt about it uh, has really come across in year one and really exciting times for, 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 for the fan base ahead because I can't imagine her being anything but highly competitive and putting a good product on the floor and competing for, 
you know, SEC titles and going runs and, and making runs in the tournament uh, coming up over the next couple of years. She brought Swagger back to the PMAC. I mean, she just did. I yeah, mean, she's, she's she just, a, no, just amazing. You can't argue it. No it doubt. really is. It, it, it has been. It's, it's been amazing just to kind of see the – I mean, even the fan, the, 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 the crowd last night. I mean, it was – the place was rocking, man. I mean, credit mm-hmm. Ohio State. They were able to handle that. But, I mean, you know, she has energized a, a fan base and really more than anything, the student section. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, she's got, she's got the young crowd paying attention to what she's doing. And if she can build that base here early in her tenure – uh, it's fun to think what that, that, that place could look like, you know, in, in big games next year and on down the line. Jordy, I'm leading off with women's basketball. I mean, yeah. never yeah. Let, in, in the 20 years I've done this, I've never let off with women's basketball. It's rare, but I've done right. it a few times right. now because of Kim Mulkey. She's that big uh, of, 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 on, on this stage when it, come, when it comes to not just women's basketball, but, again, sports in, in Louisiana. It's been absolutely amazing. Got to give Scott Woodward a lot of credit, again, to be able to bring in someone like her, Brian Kelly. And, and, and now, again, uh, when, when you look at uh, Matt McMahon coming in from Murray State to take over the LSU basketball program, talk about his credentials and your thoughts about the hire. You know, look, I, I think as far as a basketball hire goes, I don't know if you really could have made a, a safer, smarter, better pick as far as bringing somebody in who's going to run – good offense, have his team well-prepared, and, you know, really just be able to uh, take a scheme and a principle on the road and, and, and really be competitive. Um, you know, I, I think that, you know, one thing that I've, I've learned in covering this job and covering that, that, that program, uh, Eric, now for over a decade, is that it really does take a unique personality to win when, when you're talking about at LSU basketball, even though there's had, you know, they've had players come through here and they've had, you know, some good seasons. When you when you think of LSU basketball, you really only think of you know, three characters, or at least I do. You know, I mean, I'm 40 years old, so it's kind of the lifespan, you know, the end of Dale Brown, or at least, you know, I mean, some of the, the, the later parts of Dale Brown and, sure. uh, you know, John Brady with the run he made, and then Will Wade. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I think when you think of Wade and Brown, they're very similar in the way that they kind of handled themselves and understood yes. the politics of Louisiana and having to deal with boosters and board members and, you know, really recruited the program at a national level. You know, I mean, they, they really went outside the state to get players. And, you know, John Brady kind of found lightning in a bottle. He, he wasn't the personality that Wade and Brown was. But, you know, Louisiana for, for his tenure was really developing and, and producing um, high-end basketball players. I mean, look at the amount of pros that came out during that time with guys like Chris Duhon and Greg Monroe and – you know, of, of course, the 2016 with Baby and Tyrus Thomas and, you know, Daryl Mitchell was a superstar across seas overseas for over a decade. Garrett Temple, who's still playing in the NBA right now. Tasman Mitchell, you know, had a cup of coffee in the league. I mean, they right. were just they, – they were producing all of this, this this NBA talent while Brady was there, and he was able to capitalize on it. Um, but, you know, outside of that, I mean, even Johnny Jones, who had been Simmons, really never – it was able mm-hmm. to win or, 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 or get the traction and Trent Johnson didn't want to recruit and really kind of, you know, was, was shut down to open ways, you know, you know to open ideas to, 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 to get guys in here. And, and I mean, it really takes a strong personality, almost a unique personality like Brown, Wade, and, you know, uh, you know, Brady that, that, that can make it through just kind of the muck of getting to the floor, of just getting onto the floor and coaching the game 
And, and once McMahon gets there, he's going to be great. I, I don't know him well enough and looking forward to his opening press conference to get a little bit of a more read of a, on, on kind of you know, just the type of personality that he is to see if he'll be able to navigate the politics and the boosters and the compliance and the, you know, yes. the sanctions of what could look like. But mm-hmm. you, know, you still got to get players. And you still got to build relationships with people that can help you out in doing that. You know, that's that that's what Wade and Brown succeeded at very well. And um, I just I I don't know. I wonder if he can if he can fit that role. I know you have John Brady on your show a lot. He was on um, on, on Sports Zone with with Ed Daniels this week, uh, which is a Friday night uh, program here in New Orleans, and. Um, one of the things he talked about was when he came in for Dale Brown for those faux sanctions that came in, which, again, were rebutted later on, right? You know, there was no box of cash. Uh, you know, Lester Earl, uh, again, was pressured by the NCAA, all that that, that tainted the Dale Brown uh, uh, a legacy in Louisiana and at LSU. But with that said, he said he had to concentrate on – uh, on on recruiting Louisiana kids, okay, and and that especially again with the, with the sanctions that were on the program, but things have changed a bit now, Jordy, with again the transfer portal. I mean, you just look at the NCAA this past weekend. Again, key players on teams that again that were either fifth year seniors and or were grad transfers or went into the transfer portal, but that again that that really put a team over the top with the transfer portal now. Uh, you know, depending on how, how, again, how he recruits and, you know, what you got in terms of scholarships lost, et cetera, it could be a fairly quick turnaround, uh, again, uh, if McMahon really gets his, gets his sea legs here in Louisiana pretty quick. Absolutely. You know, basketball is one of those sports where you can turn it around real quick. I mean, um, like you said, with the ability to get into the transfer portal, um, with, with, with opportunities to get players, um, like, like, like there is this day. You know, I mean, think of a guy like Kevin Nickelberry. I mean, he's going to get a job based on the fact that he's going to show up with three players. He's going to show up with Brandon Murray, Efton Reed, mm-hmm. possibly Alex Fudge. I mean, right. you don't think Patrick Ewing, who's desperate to save his job up at Georgetown, would, would, would love to you know, take a gamble on, on Brandon Murray's second year in college? I mean, that's going to be um, you know, an incredible negotiating chip for a guy like Kevin Nickelberry to get his next job. I mean, it's all about being able to attract talent and get players here. And, you know, that, I think that's what, what, what McMahon is going to be tasked with early on here um, is, you know, just being able to, um, to, to, to find his way, to navigate it, to build relationships, to find people that can break down some walls and get you into rooms that you need to get into to, 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 to find out, you know, who really cares about LSU basketball? Because, I mean, you know, with, with, with today's day and age where you can, you know, legally pay players, a lot of the people that have money around here that can, you know, help people out, football's really gobbled up. And, you know, I mean, a, a lot of the money people around Baton Rouge who supported LSU were really Will Wade supporters. And, you know, since he's not around, there there's not uh, too many of those people that are really open right now. Now, can, can McMahon close – close the, that 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 down and get and get those relationships back in order I, I i don't like i said i'm anxious to see what his personality is like and if if he can do that but i think it's essential for him to do that type of stuff to really be able to survive in advance in yes. in in this job 
A lot of re- recruits have decommitted with Will Wade's firing. Um, again, you mentioned the fact that Nickelberry might bring, again, three current players with him wherever he goes. What's the chances of, again, holding on to some of the players or, again, holding on to some of the recruits, in your in your opinion? Well, uh, I, I think that they need to have an idea of what could be coming down. You know, I think that these these players deserve to know on on at least what could possibly they be staring at if they stayed. And once they have an idea of that, I think that they'll have a true opportunity to sell the job. Um, but you know, I mean, it, hopefully. And look, one thing that we've learned e, about about Scott Woodward in, in in this recruiting process, or at least getting these new coaches, is one of the questions that he's asking pretty early on, whether it was to Jay Johnson. Uh, at, at Arizona or Kim Mulkey at Baylor or Brian Kelly at Notre Dame. Um, and I'm sure it, it, it was the same um, with, with a guy like Matt McMahon is, can you bring anybody with you? Can you bring any players with you? And, you know, I mean, Kim Mulkey was able to bring a couple of key transfers in, like Alexis Morris and Hannah Gusters with her from Baylor. Of course, Jay yeah. Johnson showed up with Jacob Barry. Brian Kelly was able to, you know, put 15 transfers in and a couple of his own guys from Notre Dame. So I'd imagine that McMahon probably has a couple of guys that he's got with him that he's going to be able to to put onto the floor next year. Um, you know, because I'd imagine that 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 Scott Woodward probably put a pretty, you know, a pretty heavy emphasis on something like that. So, um, you know, I, I think they need to have an understanding or at least an idea of what the future is going to look like before you can really ask somebody to commit to, to, to what you got going on. I mean, it's just, it's, it's very unfair to what, what the NCAA could, could possibly do. Um, when, when you look at, you know, the players involved, there's just nobody there that was really there during that time. And, uh, you know, the, you, you hate to see that they're going to be the ones that are, that are affected. Yeah, and of course, this could be six months before we know exactly what's going to happen here. Okay, that's the other thing. I mean, right. Can't expect the kid to hold right. on for six months to try to figure out again what the next step is. So, again, uh, a fair, valid point there. What's your take on the baseball team thus far? Yeah, it, it, it's it's interesting when you look at it because, I mean, they're going through some, some struggles that you would think would be very, very basic. Um you know, defensively, they're, they're they're just they're so far behind. But I think, you know, from a pitching standpoint, they they have the arms as far as the the quantity. I think that they just need somebody to step up from a you know a quality standpoint and take that role. It was tough to see Blake Money get that injury, you know, the weekend before SEC play, and you saw him a little bit last week, and he, he was he was struggling to really find his way. And you know, I think offensively they're good. They're a little you know I think they're a little bit more hyped up than they. They 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 they're, they're performing right now, but you can see the talent that they have, you know. Um, but you know, I mean, look, this is uh, uh, you know the SEC. If, if you can't defend, and, and I think that's one of those things that you you know we kind of took for granted under Paul Maneri was that his teams were so well coached defensively. I mean, he had it's kind of like a football team that had quarterbacks, high school quarterbacks everywhere. When you looked at you know like you looked at their defense and their cornerbacks were were quarterbacks and their safeties played quarterbacks and he just had good athletes at every position. When you looked at Paul Maneri's baseball team, he had like high school shortstops at all positions on the field, guys that could really defend good hands. And, you know, they were pretty sure handed under Maneri defensively. And, you know, to see the way that they kind of kicked the ball around here early on, I think, 
you know, Jay Johnson is a guy that I've, I've talked to too many people up at LSU and people that know baseball that keep, you know, informing, you know, don't bet against this guy. He's going to get it right. Uh, and I think he will. I think that, you know, he's just struggling to find how you put the best nine in the lineup and on the field because their skill sets just don't translate. You know, it's a long baseball season, yep. year one. Sure. He's obviously done a good job at recruiting, but. Uh, you know, they're just struggling on the basic fundamentals right now. Spring uh, starts on the 24th. Uh, what are you looking for? And from what I understand, Brian Kelly's going to give more access to the media than maybe previous coaches have. Yeah, I think, he, you know, like that's a, that's a, a good way to endear himself to the to the media here early on in, in his job. And, like, I, I don't think that that'll be, that'll be the norm during the fall. Um, but, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, you obviously got to look at the quarterback spot. You know, what are they going to do at quarterback? We had a really good conversation, cool conversation with Kyron Lewis this morning, the, the, the wide receiver who transferred in from UL who gave some insight on that quarterback spot. And look, it seems like it's going to be wide open. I, you know, I think that, you know, when you look at Miles Brennan and you look at uh, Nuss Meyer and you even look at, you know, Jaden Daniels who's transferring in from Arizona State, I think, you know, w- one of these three guys, you know, it, it could be any of them, really. It, it could. I, I think that, um, you know, it, it, it's going to be curious to see what the offense wants to run, what style they're going to run, whose style fits it best. And, um, yeah, they got a lot of new faces, but they got also got a lot of guys coming back. I think that defensive line he is going to be as good as it's been in a long time, man. I mean, when you think about Allie Gay and, and B.J. Ojolari on the edge and guys like Mason Smith and Jaqueline Roy uh, in the middle of that, that, that line, a couple of transfers that they were able to pick up, uh, you know, um, it, it's just kind of it, – it'll be interesting. I mean, they went from a team that I thought was going to struggle to get to, to 500 leaving the bowl game uh, next season to a team that I, I think will be competitive. You know, I mean, I don't think that they'll beat Alabama or mm-hmm. you know, go to the SEC championship game, but I think that they will be you know, highly competitive. Their, their running back room looks like an NFL room. We talk about guys like John Emery and Noah Kane who transferred in from, um, uh, from Penn State. Mm-hmm. Uh, so – you know, I mean, I, I think that they got a lot of good players, um, but they got some things that they need to address. You know, on the offensive line, can they get some things done? And um, it's it's um, it's got a lot of stories. Yeah, it's gonna be yep. it's gonna be interesting. And you know, all the new coaches. I mean, you just got yeah. the style. Well, that's what I was going to ask you next. Again, I, I think do you think we'll get a feel for what we're going to see in terms of scheme uh, on defense and scheme on offense as they go through the spring? Uh, look, I think that it, you kind of look for, you know, what the style, how do they get the plays in? Do they run yeah. no huddle? Can they mm-hmm. run both? What kind of scheme do you want to run defensively with house? I mean, are they going to run a four, three look? Are they going to, you know, kind of be multiple up there? Who are they looking at at rotation? Some of the new fans, you know, I mean, spring is, it, it's such a, a mad rush of information and, mm-hmm. and content that, you know, I mean, it's almost overload. So when you go out there, you, I mean, I, I just find I go out there with either a, a plan of the day of either looking at a position group, a certain coach, an individual, and just kind of seeing how they adapt, seeing how they come in. So, um, you know, I think that, that, that this spring there's so many storylines to watch. I mean, there's so many out there with LSU. Um, I, I think when you look at this coaching staff, you just kind of look at style, how they communicate with players, how they get their plays in, what's going to be the the the, the – um, you know, just kind of the defining look of who they are. And, and I think, you know, that, that process really begins this week. Plus, again, fundamentals and, and, and coaches trying to learn their players too, right? 
Yeah, no, absolutely. It, it, it's, I mean, I'd imagine that not all these guys even know some of these guys' names yet. You know, I mean, it's just going to be yeah. as simple as trying to communicate and kind of find your way here early on. And look, you got 15 of these things, and you play a spring game at LSU Stadium, yep. Tiger Stadium, on April 23rd. So, I mean, you, you know what you got in front of you. You're not going to. You're not going to win the national championship in the next three weeks, but you got a really good opportunity to lay some foundation. I think Brian Kelly, one thing is, you know, a lot of the feedback has been uh, very well organized, uh, very clearly defined, uh, you know, not a lot of confusion up there. So one thing's for sure, I think that he'll have a clear plan on what he wants to accomplish over the next month. Cam, thank you enough for your time. Certainly appreciate you joining us on the program. Jordy, tell the folks about your fantastic show, how folks can, can pick it up. Also, again, how they can follow you on social media. How can they follow your show on social media? Because I think you guys do a great job of, again, taking excerpts of the show throughout the day, putting them on social media so folks can get a little taste of what you guys have been talking about. Thank you, as always. We're on YouTube, 7 to 9 a.m., but you can find everything on our Social media handles at Colada Show. Easy to find them there. We appreciate everybody's support. But 7 to 9 a.m. tomorrow we will have um, Keishon Butte will be there at uh, in studio at 8.30 tomorrow morning. Beautiful. So we'll be catching up with uh, what I believe to be the best wide receiver in college football and should be the first wide receiver taken in the NFL draft next spring. We'll ask him about his rehab and everything that's been going into this season, and uh, he'll catch us up. So if you got some time tomorrow morning, check us out. At Colada Show, all over social media, 7 to 9 a.m. live on YouTube tomorrow morning. Uh, as always, Thanks, we appreciate, appreciate you. Appreciate you, man. Thanks for the time. All right, man. See you. Jordy Collada, Jordy Collada Show. Check him out. All right, uh, don't forget about Dave Miet Insurance. Again, look, uh, bad storms today, right? Uh, we had, again, hurricane season, you know, not too far away. Um, and with, again, the price of insurance going up, you better make sure you got an insurance agent that's got your back. And I'm telling you, I've, I've learned so much from, from Dave Miet over the last couple of years since we moved our insurance to Dave Miet's, um, um, uh, to, to Dave Miet's insurance company. And 50, 50 companies that he can search for the best price, for the best insurance policy for you, the individual. Whether, again, you're a contractor, whether you're a business owner, whether, again, you're just a, a Jane and Joe that's looking for health insurance or automobile insurance or insurance on your home. You know, again, now's the time to do that checkup, whether, again, it's your home insurance or your insurance for your home as a homeowner or, again, your flood insurance. You want to make sure you're getting the best bang for your buck. And then, of course, you want a company that's going to be behind you when, again, there is a claim to make to be able to help you and kind of traverse that. And that's one thing that Dave Miet has done for, for my family, you know, throughout this whole process after Ida, you know, helping me through the supplemental claims and everything else that's going on. It's taken a long time and a lot of patience. Dave's got the patience. He's got the expertise. He can help you. If you're looking for a company of trust when it comes to your insurance, think Dave Miet Insurance. You want to save, call Dave. Call 504-556-0809. Go to his one-stop shop for all your insurance needs. That's his, his website, D-A-V-E-M-I-L-L-E-T-I-N-S-A-C.com. Or, again, make an appointment and sit down with Dave and get to know him and let him get to know you and your family and his office on Veterans Next to Showgun. Again, when it comes to insurance, you want to save, call Dave. That's Dave Miet Insurance, 504-556-0809. Larry Holder's up next. We'll be right back. Inside New Orleans. If it's New Orleans sports, culture, food. Inside New Orleans with Eric Asher is talking about it. Weekdays at 4 on 1061 Nash Icon and available online anytime at NashFM1061.com. This report is sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance, where you only pay for what you need. Liberty. Nobody should have to pay for one size fits all insurance coverage. 
Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Look out for accidents on your surface streets, Almanaster at North Tonti, also Kantai at North Rampart, also Dryads at 4th, also North Claiborne at Tupelo, and North Johnson at Gallier. I'm Ed Robinson, broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soup, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Are you ready for the stifling New Orleans heat this year? Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to getting my AC ready each and every year, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Eating. With 30 years in the business, they really know what they're doing, and they can work on any AC system on the market. Burkhardt gets your system running right. They can find and fix the problems before you really need that AC this year. Schedule your tune-up now with Burkhardt at acpromise.com. acpromise.com, and tell them Eric sent you. Build your milkshake quick, the quicker picker upper. Bounty picks up spills quicker. And each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less than the leading ordinary brand. So you can get back to your milkshake. My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard, and they're like, it's better than your bounty, the quicker picker upper. Dell's semi-annual sale is the perfect time to power up productivity and gaming victories. Now you can save what Dell employees save on high-performance tech. Save 17% on XPS and select Alienware computers with Intel Core processors. Plus, check out exclusive savings on Dell monitors, headsets, and accessories for greater immersion in all you do. Upgrade today by calling 800 by dell Again, that's 800 by dell or you can visit dell.com slash semi-annual sale. Vicks NyQuil Severe tackles your worst cold and flu symptoms, changing this <coughs> into this. NyQuil Severe, the nighttime sniveling, sneezing, coughing, sore throat, stuffy head, aching, fever, best sleep with a cold, medicine. Uses directed. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. If you're in the market for a generator, generator sales and service are their business. Again, first of all, they have about 100 generators waiting for you to be able to come in and claim one, okay? Uh, they'll sit down with you, do a consultation, find out what you're looking for in terms of a generator, and then, of course, single-day install. There's been a backup with generators now for a while, but they're starting to flow now, and Burkhardt has them in stock ready for you to be able to have them installed in your home or your business. Financing available generators, though, again, they'll, uh, they have that available for you. You can pay that over time. The new install quality check is something they, they offer for everything they install for their customers. And then, of course, the 24-7, 365 emergency service. If you need service on that generator, they're out there to give you 
you service with all the parts you need that, that again, that, are, uh, all, that they have um, stocked in their warehouse uh, in Mandeville. So when it comes to generator sales and service, look, they're not going to come out and try to hard sell you. Uh, one thing Jason Burkhardt's going to do, because he's in charge of the generator sales and service, he's going to sit down with you, do a consultation, and educate you on generators. So if you haven't done the homework, he'll help you through that. And then, of course, figure out, again, what you're looking for in terms of powering up your home when the electricity goes out, powering up your business when the electricity goes out. That's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Uh, generator sales and service of their business, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. All right, thanks to Jordy Collada for joining us on the show. We head now to my good friend Larry Holder of The Athletic, who usually joins us on a Monday, so great to join us on a Tuesday. Larry, how are you? Do we have Larry? I am here. There you go. Hey, Larry, how you doing, bud? Hey, bud. <laughs> yeah, I'm good, Eric. How are you today? Doing great, bud. Thank, thanks, thanks, thanks for, uh, for, for uh, switching the day for me. Really appreciate it. Um, God, so much to talk about with the New Orleans Saints right now. Um, let's start with, with, with Deshaun Watson and, and, and the, uh, the chase for him and how things ended up. Just your overall thoughts on the process and then what ended up happening. Well, I'm pretty sure that Cleveland probably just blew everyone out the water. Uh, and I would assume that uh, Mickey Loomis and the Brain Trust were not willing to give $235 million guaranteed. Uh, if I was the GM, I wouldn't do that either. Uh, on top of all the assets you were giving away to go get him. Uh, but look, there's no doubt that they were in the race. And it, it seemed like uh, that they at times were a front runner in that race, so, you know, according to uh, you know the reporting. I mean, a lot of lot of reporting out there on it. Sure. Of course, uh, also at the Athletic, us reporting it as well. And, and yet, uh, they uh, to me, I I questioned it all basically along the way. Uh, I I didn't, wasn't sure if the Saints should be involved in. Uh, going after Watson, giving everything that's surrounding him with uh, the allegations of, you know, 22 allegations, now civil suits of uh, uh, accusations of sexual assault, sexual misconduct. Right. And then you throw on top of it how much you'd be having to give away. And so, uh, look, and Eric, you and me have talked about this a lot uh, over the last several weeks, that I always felt like the best option, and this was before Deshaun Watson even came into the picture, uh, I, I always felt like the best option for the Saints would be uh, make one more, uh, give Jameis Winston at least one more ride at it, and uh, you know it seems like that's what uh, what they're doing. And uh, but also, it, it wasn't for a lack of trying. I know the Saints were definitely involved in that big big time, and yet uh, maybe you know they they might be a little bit bitter that they did not get it done, but. Uh, you know, I think the Saints, um, with Jameis Winston as their quarterback, I still I look at the landscape of the NFC, and they still have their assets and all of this, and I still think they're a viable playoff team. I really do. And because of the Watson situation, again, they, they created about $25 million in cap room. Then, again, they can utilize to go get the weapons they need. Now, look, they would have done that probably anyway, but now there's this big pool of money that they can they can roll it over to next year. 
But again, I think most fans now are anticipating them going out and, again, adding a couple wide receivers, adding a tight end. Uh, again, depending on what's going to happen with Malcolm Jenkins, we'll talk about in a few minutes, on, uh, maybe adding a safety, uh, adding a running back because of maybe Kamara's uh, legal, legal problems. And then some are, are, are at this point going, what's the holdup? You got the money. Go get the player. What are your thoughts? Well, they certainly have places they've got to address. Um, it's not like they have ever been uh, super aggressive in going out and, and buying a wide receiver. I mean, Emmanuel Sanders is probably the most expensive wide receiver I, I can recall them trying to go out and pay for in free agency. And I just don't know if there's a wide receiver out there that they feel like they need to spend big money on. And well, I'm just throwing this name out there just because he's out there, but he's hurt. Mm-hmm. I mean, what what if you're interested in Odell Beckham? You know, I, I, he's probably not going to be ready for the start of the season. Uh, so the, I, I don't think there's a big market for that right now. And it certainly sounded like he would entertain coming back. But can, how much can you rely on him? I mean, we're questioning Jameis Winston right now and his health. Right. I mean, how much can you rely on someone like Odell? So it's not like uh, there's someone huge on the market that, boy, the Saints have to really go after a wide receiver. I just think it's they're a bunch of just – solid players at this point and you know everybody that's a big name i mean the biggest name on the free agent market right now is still trying on i mean that's uh and uh, do you want to pay to get him i mean maybe they're considering that and so uh because obviously without him that one larry give me the pros and cons on again what you think the saints are dealing with in terms of Armstead because Look, yes, you can move Ramshek over, and yeah, maybe you can live with Hurst or again Landon Young or draft a player, even bring in a guy that can play, play the, the right tackle for you. But uh, uh, it seems as though he wants to be here, but it seems also he's going to want a big payday. I mean, what do you think's going on? He hasn't left Miami yet; he's still there. But again, look, hey, we got a couple of days in Miami. You and I have done that, right? Nothing wrong with again hanging out on South Beach. But um, what do you think's going to happen there? I mean, do you think that he, there's a real chance that he comes back and and and, and finishes out his career in New Orleans? I'm not going to discount it. I mean, I think he's look. I think he's probably torn. I mean, it's it's basically saying, okay, uh, Miami's probably going to give me a ton of money. Um, can the Saints do that? Can they give me enough for me to say no? No, thanks, Miami. Let me finish out my, uh, you know, maybe finish out my career in New Orleans, a team that's taken care of him through a lot of injuries. I mean, they and they've stuck by him. So I, I think that might be something that he's probably considering. And yet, uh, like, I wouldn't blame him for going to Miami. Like, I don't think he's, I don't, like, you mentioned Ramchek switching sides. I don't, I don't know if that's the case, if that would happen. Uh, you don't they, think that's, they, that's their thought process? Yeah, I, I don't think it is. Maybe I could be wrong, but I don't think that that's their thought process. Um, okay. So uh, I could see them, if, say, if Teron would leave, I, I think tackle would certainly be something you would draft. I mean, they've drafted, they drafted Armstead, they drafted Ramchek, they, you know, sure. they drafted Ruiz, they drafted Pete, mm-hmm. they drafted right. McCoy. I mean, obviously they draft right. offensive linemen. So, uh, you know, it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility. Uh, but I, I think the Saints probably don't want to uh, go super high for Toronto Armstead. And I'm sure, I'm assuming they probably have given him um, a good offer, but Miami, they're desperate. I mean, their offensive line at tackle is hot garbage, both sides. Sure. I mean, you name both it. Sides. It's bad, bad, bad. So Miami will be willing to break the bank to try to protect Tua Tagovailoa and become a better football team. And so I think that's what Tron Armstead's wrestling. Um, I feel like he's going to leave, but I'm not going to shut the door and say, oh, maybe he comes back to the Saints. I'm not saying he's 
totally gone. I think he's wrestling with this. And, uh, you know, he's someone that I, you know, I've known for a long time and I feel like mm-hmm. I've got a good I sense know. of where, of where his head goes. And I think he's wrestling with this just because he knows that the Saints, uh, he, he, it's been, they've been very good to him and he's been a good player, a great player when he's healthy. And right. obviously that the health, you and me have talked about him for years and years and years. And that's a big question too, which is why I don't think the Saints want to, bust through their ceiling to to bring him back but i do think he's probably wrestling with this right and again it, it, and we've been talking about it it's his last big contract i mean is it is it the is it the money and security that you're looking for is it the possibility of maybe going for another ring or again staying in a place where again you're 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 revered and gonna gonna be on that ring of honor one day if he's trying to go get a ring, the easier route has got to be the NFC at this rate. Right. So, right. you know, right. if you're thinking in those terms. Uh, but, but still, if someone just blows you away with money and you can spend a couple of years in Miami at the end of your career, it'd be hard to pass up. And, you know, he's always going to have, yeah, look, he's always going to be revered with the Saints, and that's okay. And, and people leave. and But it's just, I, I, I think he's just torn. Uh, just like I said, because I think he feels an attachment to the Saints, and it, it might not just be all right. Miami just blew your socks off with money, and so I, well, I, I do think that's probably a bit of a sense where he's he's really wrestling with this. And I, I might not have said that with other players, uh, but I think that's the case with Tehran. All right, Malcolm Jenkins takes a six point one two million dollar pay cut. A lot of people believe it's a precursor to him retiring as a post June first retirement. What are you hearing? What do you think is happening there? Look, I don't know if he's going to retire, but you see that move, maybe that happens. And so, uh, you know, uh, he, he might look at it and say, all right, I, I made a run with the Saints. Right, maybe it's time to, to call it while he's healthy. And, you know, he's probably got a future. Uh, things, Many things probably that he's going to be able to do outside of football or even within football what he's done. But still, look, he would be a loss. I mean, he was, he's been a very viable player for the Saints. And so I you – know, you, if you're the Saints, you'd still like him to be around. I mean, in terms of being on the field. I mean, if you lose both safeties and you had your secondary, you know, intact in, in uh, for such a long time, and, and Malcolm, I mean, remember, I remember us kind of debating uh, when he came in and Von Bell left. You know, was that a mistake? No, I think right. it's a smart play, and he's been a very good player for the Saints uh, in his time back with the Saints. And so, you know, I, I think that is definitely something we've got to monitor and. Here's the thing: If you start seeing them draft a safety, you know you're talking like he's going to retire later. I mean, then, then the ride is mm-hmm. on the wall. And obviously, we've seen the Saints draft safeties before, but still, I do think though that uh, that is something that I'm not going to say that's going like a slam dunk. He's going to do that, but that that you know that is something that we have to watch, and maybe something that the Saints are going to have to try to maneuver. Uh, and, and work. Hey, you, you might draft a replacement anyway, even if he doesn't retire. But still, it's mm-hmm. something that I feel like uh, that you, you see that, and you, you start to think hmm, maybe that might be a possibility. Larry, is Gardner Johnson a possibility if he does retire, moving him into that spot? Maybe moving Roby, Roby into the slot. I think you have to consider that, um, and so and yet you still feel comfortable if if uh, CJGJ is. Uh, playing safety, you can at least have him in coverage. I mean, how many times have we seen safeties not be able to cover? At least you have that. So I, I do feel like that that is probably something. Uh, and Dennis Allen would know how to use him. I mean, he's got that up his sleeve, and uh, you know he's you know he's been a very very good player and uh, someone that I know the fan base 
they they value him. <laughs> There's no question about it. And so th- that is the one good thing that you have there that you have flexibility with him. And you didn't cut Roby, which we all thought could have been the case, could have happened. The fact you didn't cut him, and you got three in my eyes, three viable corners on your roster. That is something that you can certainly see. You know, Marcus May comes in. You have him be more of a free safety, uh, and you can mix and match him as well. And so I, I think though that. CJGJ gives you flexibility in case something happens. The big thing is you're losing two guys that, again, that have come from the Peyton era that are, that are huge leaders in that locker room, and it's hard to replace that. You might be able to replace what's on the field, but it's going to be tough to replace, again, the leadership they brought to this team. Well, just think at it in terms of, look, if Armstead and, say, Malcolm are gone, I mean, those are huge voids in terms of, leadership in the locker room. Right. And then you start to think, all right, who's left uh, in, to, to kind of take over some of those roles? And you'd probably point to someone like, I'll say like Eric McCoy. I'd say someone, I, Demario Davis is still there, but, but sure. he's not going to be there forever. So uh, this is something where uh, we're, we're turning the page on some of these players. And uh, you're going to have to see transition into – other players kind of jumping in that. And we saw that happen a couple of years ago, and now we're seeing that at quarterback. And who knows how long the quarterback's going to be on the mm-hmm. team. I, I'm sure I'm with you. This is still it's one-year rodeo again. Yep. If Jameis doesn't play great, it's, it's, a, it's a cheaper Teddy Bridgewater deal when Teddy went to the Panthers. And so, yep. you know, you, you've got – you're wondering where, where are these voices in the locker room? Who can guide this thing? And – then Dennis is the one who's got to say, all right, well, I'm, I'm going to respect these guys and being leaders. It's uh, look, We are definitely getting into – we've seen like each year a little bit of a piece of a new era, and guess what? We're, uh, uh, we're, we're getting more of that going into this year. Yep. No doubt. I've got about two minutes left. You reported that the Taysom Hill experiment, could, quarterback experiment, could be over. Uh, elaborate on that, would you? It was more about, okay, they were wondering, and I went on a radio, national radio show on Sirius XM, and they were asking me if he was in line for the starting job. And I said, no, that experiment's over. So I like to, I, that quote was blown up uh, out of proportion, I would say. Okay. But uh, the experiment of him being the skip, buying for the starting job at quarterback is over. And so that's where that came from. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, he's going to be on the team. For of course, year. And, and, yeah, and a jack yeah. of all trades, right? I mean, again, right? Of course. I mean, that's where he excels, I believe. Oh, I, absolutely. Now, will he get quarterback snaps? Sure, because you Maybe. can use him in different places. Yeah, but yeah. I think you're probably not going to see him as much because, but mm-hmm. Jameis, I think they obviously play, play better with him as quarterback. I mean, that's that's apparent. And so, and you got a different head coach, probably got a different philosophy on things. And so, yeah, it was more about. They asked me if he's going to be starting quarterback, if he's going to be lined for competing with that. I said no. That experiment of him being a starter in the league is over. So that's what that gotcha. was more about. Gotcha. Larry, tell us about The Athletic, uh, that great publication, how folks can subscribe, what you got coming up for us, and how folks can follow you on social media. Absolutely. At Larry Holder on Twitter, of course, theathletic.com. Uh, you can go to theathletic.com slash New Orleans, theathletic.com slash NFL. A lot of my work shows up in both spots. And you know me, Eric, I'm, I, I love digging into the offensive lines. Now that we're a week in, I'm, I'm, I'm digging in to see uh, who's filled holes and who's created holes and, uh, in terms of uh, improving or, uh, or, or devolving along right. the offensive line. And so Can I'm, you I'm say Cesar Ruiz? <laughs> <laughs> well, 
his numbers aren't as bad as people say. I just right? think he's now become he's become the Andres Pete. He's kind of become the guy. Yep. That well, he was exposed last year. He just was. <laughs> and a lot of that had to do with again with the shuffling of the offensive line as well. I mean, I'll give him I'll give him a little bit of credit there. Okay. Yeah, I mean, when, when you lose Ramshack next to you again, when when you got a, a revolving door, McCoy was gone. He was asked to switch to center. I mean, there's a lot of reasons why, but um, yeah. he's got to have a better season this year. Oh, I agree. I mean, he yeah, he, I, I think he wasn't as bad as people say, but mm-hmm. he's definitely got to improve. And so what's uh, uh, but and then also what happens if Armstead leaves, and then where does that leave the Saints? So and right. uh, all over the map. Just even looking at the Bengals, I mean, I think that what they did with their offensive line. Uh, maybe even even bigger move than the Browns getting Watson because guess what mm-hmm. Joe Burrow is going to have his back or his front protected a hell of a lot yep. more than it was last year and it was needed it was necessary they knew what they had to do they went out and did it that's why again I'm waiting yep. for these skill positions to be filled by the Saints they know what they need to do now they need to go do it yeah I'm curious to see uh, which directions they go um, I, I really am uh, look the draft is wide receivers I don't think there's any yep. doubt it is I'm just yeah so it's uh but yeah, I'm diving into that. I'm some quarterback stuff I'm, I'm working on too as well. So that's uh, and then these will be like league wide uh, dives that that I'll be doing in the next probably couple of weeks. Love your work, brother. Thanks so much for being with us as always. Alrighty, great talking to you, buddy. At Larry Holder on Twitter, and of course, uh, don't forget again the Athletic. Again, it's look, it's it is inexpensive and and great writers not good but great writers both again locally nationally internationally uh subscribe to the athletic hey don't forget about burkhardt ac breaks down they'll be there for you 15 trucks in the field 30 minute courtesy call before they come to your home or business only doing the work that's necessary think acpromise.com acpromise.com Hi, Eric Ashwood, celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Ottawa. If you're in the market for a quality used car, come visit us at Southern Tire Auto Sales. We have a large selection of pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs for every taste and budget. Every pre-owned vehicle on the lot has been carefully inspected for safety and quality. At Southern Tire Auto Sales, we'll only sell you the best used vehicles and we'll never sell you something we wouldn't buy ourselves. Financing is available. Hickory and Airline and Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Oceana Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. What'd you say to Eric? Hey, did I ever tell you have like the perfect face for radio? No, Mike. Did I ever tell you that you have the perfect 24-hour diner? Hey, bud. No, as a matter of fact, you haven't. That's because you don't. Come on, man. You know that ain't nice. And uh, neither is your help. Oh, man. And why do you eat here so often? Well, my wife says that I'm a glutton. For punishment. The TikTok Cafe, where the video poker is always hot, 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 Causeway and I-10. Better known as the intersection of E. coli and salmonella. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company presents. 
does. Don't you just love the smell of old books? This is a library. Sorry, ma'am. We're looking for a book titled Liberty Mutual Customizes Your Car Insurance So You Only Pay for What You Need. I don't think we carry that, but check nonfiction. It really does devour literature. Please leave. Only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty. You know your closet well, but what does it sound like? Yes, your closet. Does it whisper your taste? Does it scream your taste? Stitch Fix gets to know your unique style and fit. Its selection transforms to show you only the looks and trends you'll love. With a shopping experience that evolves alongside your taste, your closet will scream so you without actually screaming. Stitch Fix for women and men. We're so you. Sure, we have 30 seconds to tell you that drivers who switch to Progressive could save big. But then what? Well, there is a nice piece of stock music playing behind me that a talented composer worked really hard on. So let's enjoy it. Wow, almost overshadows the saving big when you switch to progressive part. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. The soothing scent of Vicks Vaporub. It's only one of the most iconic smells ever. That cooling, comforting scent generations of families have come to trust to help them feel better. And now you trust to soothe your family. Pick up some Vicks Vaporub in the little blue jar and wrap yourself with the calm only Vicks Vaporub can bring. Vicks Vaporub, always there for you. All right, folks, that's it for me. Thanks so much for tuning in. I want to thank Rudy back at the studio, Sean Vazan, Jordi Collada, Larry Holder, my guest on today's program. All the sponsors sponsor our program. Go to ericasher.com for sponsors. The sponsor, the sponsor sponsor our program. Click on the icon, take you right to the sponsor's website. Also, tomorrow we are preempted by UNO Baseball. So, again, no baseball, but remember, all the Katie's family of restaurants are open, ready for you to be able to join, enjoy a bite to eat. Uh, coming up next, it is all, it is, um, all access with uh, Jude Young. And, of course, as always, thanks for listening. My name is Eric Asher from the Dog Kids of the Governor. They all got to go. Your station.